Welcome back to a Life Education Podcast. Um, we're here with Tom Otten, MD at Create Media Group. If I got that right? That's it. Um, Tom is in the sort of creative media game, as the name suggests, but also you're a avid health and fitness freak, you might say. <laughs> um, you've done a lot of kind of long distance running. You're quite a motivational speaker as well. You've done a couple of TED Talks. One TED Talk? Uh, what one, yeah. I wouldn't classify as a motivational speaker, but um, there's, a, there's a story that I've told a few times. Yeah. So do you want to... Let's start with that. Do you want to yeah, explain wanna your background? Yeah, I want to Sure. I mean, background, I've been, I've been living here in Dubai for the, uh, for the last 13 years. Um, set up the business about eight years ago. Uh, but the story starts a little bit uh, further back than that. Nine pushing 10 years now. Um, so it's actually after I'd been in Dubai for a little bit, a little, uh, just over a few years, I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, completely out of the blue, um, felt something didn't feel right, went to the doctor um, and, and got that diagnosis, which, which uh, nobody ever wants to hear and nobody ever thinks is going to happen to them. So it kind of knocked me off my feet for a little while. Um, I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, I had to process it myself internally before I could deal with anybody else i mean family were the first first group obviously that you think about in, in in that stage and as an expat you start to think okay well how much can your family help you how much do you actually need their help at this point um should you deal with this yourself so i went through all of this uh, in a turmoil of you know how do i uh, how do i deal with this um i then went in uh, i had uh, i had a surgery had the cancer removed and the way that i processed it myself was that i thought okay well i'll only tell my family about it if i then need to have follow-up treatment etc etc and I actually need their support but if it's if it's no if I don't need to go any further than where I am now then I'm just going to keep that to myself and I and I kept that to myself for about nine years um, oh wow you didn't yeah. tell anyone I, no the only person really? yeah the only person that what? knew was my Tom. was my flatmate at the time no way yeah I'm so shocked about that <laughs> wow. um it was just one of those things that once I have to say we've known each other for a few years now yeah and when I heard that re- I don't know if I heard it for the first time today or heard it recently I didn't know that mm. about you before and yeah. it's the kind of thing where you would have been told amongst amongst friends yeah. just yeah. in mm. passing. Sorry, That's do you mind me asking what type of cancer did you have? Was surgery the only... Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that was fine. So I basically had a, a, a growth in my groin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was yeah, it, it was malignant. They... they, they um, yeah, they just went in. They had to cut it out. So uh, that's. Uh, I was quite lucky because it was it was caught quite soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't spread anywhere. No, but that, they were they were. It was one of those situations where they, they they looked at it, they cut it out, and they said, "Look, it's it's very close to your lymph nodes, and it can progress from here." Um, so let's you know let's monitor it. So I was back in the hospital every six months. Um, I was having the full uh, dye treatment, um, going through all the scans, and that happened every six months for the for about three years. Um, so I was still going through all this process. I'd have to have a half day in the hospital going through this process. Um, but I kept all that to myself. I didn't tell anybody. Um, and the reason, that, like I said, the reason I didn't is because once I dealt with that myself, I, when do you bring that up? How do you bring that up? You know, it's one of those things that, you know, oh, by the way. Like, so I just, I thought, okay, well, I'm only going to cause a huge amount of worry and pain to, the, to my family if I bring this up. But what about, like... Sorry, I'm a woman. I'm different. Yeah. What about the relief that you get from actually being able to confide in other people? Did you not feel that? I, I've, the way that I um, I process that, I, I can put quite a lot on myself. And I think that that then goes into other areas of my life that we can get onto in terms of maybe some of the fitness side. But I can deal with quite a lot internally. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't want to be putting any of that that I felt that I felt it was almost like weak of me to be 
putting that onto my family by telling, let's say, my parents about this mm-hmm. because I knew that they can't help me. So if, unless I really, really need their help, if, unless I get to a point where, let's say, you've got to go in for chemo or something that really progresses then, um, if I, as long as it doesn't get to that stage and I don't need that sort of help, then I shouldn't be asking them to bear this burden when I, I should be dealing with this myself. So I know this is messed up and, and I'm sure there's some psychologists no, to be like, <laughs> it's A, B and C right there. This is super clear. Um, but for me, it was just, that's what made sense. So um, that didn't come out then until, uh, until I was asked to do a TED talk and, and it was about my journey of, of uh, business and fitness and, 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 a, and a journey about life really. And I thought, well, I'm only actually going to tell half the story unless I tell the reason why I do all of the things that I do and why I have the mindset of, of you're only here once, you know, push yourself to, to your absolute limits. Try and, for me, it's about squeezing, it's about adventure. And that's what the, the TED talk was about as well. It's about sort of squeezing as much as you can out of life because, you know, when you get a setback and whatever that might be, and you know, my, mine was this, others have had much worse than myself. Um, but I think everyone that's gone through something like that has had that kind of aha wake up moment of clarity where you think, oh, wow, like this, this I is have to do really fragile. Yeah, it's yeah. really fragile. And I, I, I need to I need to realize that I can't just chill. I know I need to push boundaries in everything that I do. I need to give as much as I can. And, and it comes back and, and without it sound grandiose because I don't mean this for myself, but I think for everybody that the world should be a better place because you are here. And that's not going to happen if you just kind of go with the flow and chill. Like for me, that was my mindset of coming through something like that and thinking, okay, well, if I'm here, I'm here for a reason. How am I, how am I going to benefit society? How am I going to benefit the people I work with? How am I going to benefit myself and think at the end of my time that I've, I've taken every opportunity, I've squeezed as much life out of this journey as I possibly could have. So that was kind of the mindset side of it. Are you doing that now? I, I, I like to think so. I mean, well, I've been Insta-stalking you slightly, <laughs> and I think you definitely are. Um, I, I, I enjoy, um, we played a bit of rugby together, which, yeah. was, which was great. And for a period, um, I, I got into the mindset that well, was, my, my skill set certainly limited my, my uh, um, sort of how far I went in that space. That was, it was super important to me at the time, you know, wanting to play for, um, for the local national team and, and this sort of thing was quite important. And that's progressed since there, since finishing rugby to um, long distance running. So doing a lot of ultra marathons now. And um, I've done the marathon to Saab a couple of times and I've got a few bigger things coming up now and, and trying to sort of got aspirations in that space uh, for the next few years. And, that, and it's, it's the same sort of mindset of, I really enjoy getting into a space where it's, <laughs> your back's against the wall and it's only it's only you that can kind of get you out of it. So I, f- I find that on an ultra marathon, you get to you get to a distance when you're like, wow, I'm in this. It's just me. I've got to get. It's super basic. Everything becomes super focused because everything is is very very basic on an ultra marathon. You've just got to move your body from here to there. There's no periphery. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. There's no other variable. It's just and it, it's raw. There's no skill. It's just raw. How much do I want this? How much can I squeeze out of the situation that I'm in right now? And I, that's the thing that I crave. And that's why I do the longer and longer distances. Because it's just getting to that point where you're, like, you're, you're spaced out. You're, you know, you're, you're, your eyes are red. You haven't been to sleep for like 20 hours. You're, just in, a, you're, you're in such a state that I, 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 just, I crave that environment. <laughs> I know it's hard to describe. Pressure. I, just, yeah. I, I crave the environment of being, being there. 
um, and just seeing it, you're testing yourself, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I really like. Yeah, it's amazing what you can actually achieve when you get backed into a corner. What your body can do, what your mind can do, where you can go, it's, and, it's and where you can take yourself. Yeah, um, yeah it's. The human body, wow, is, and it, the mind, yeah, the mind, and, but the sure. mind, but the mind controlling the body in, to the extent that 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 nobody really knows. It's it, you know, it's it's incredible how much you can do if you just tell yourself that you can do it. Now we spoke you know, off air a minute ago about friends that have come back from um, from horrendous injuries, and I mean your, the story that you said as well, um, coming back from such a setback that nine out of ten people would would use that. I wouldn't say as an excuse for the rest of their life, but a reason for the rest of their life why they couldn't do A, mm-hmm. B, and C, but they mm-hmm. haven't even tried to do it. Yeah. How many times have you heard? Yeah. Oh no, no, I can't run because I, I no, I've I got a, a sore knee. I've got a sore knee. Mm-hmm. Why have you got a sore knee? Oh, you know, no, when I was younger, A, B, and C happened, mm-hmm. and they've never done anything to try and rectify it. Yeah, well, we we've talked about this a little bit, but one of the things that I was explaining quite often, we talked about it. Um, that after you've had an accident or cancer mm. or something like that, it's very easy to get stuck in this. I'm a victim. Like, uh, oh, yeah, I that's, can't do yeah, this. So true. And. Like for for me for a long time it was okay to be that because I was like I couldn't get up and everything hurt and I was in a wheelchair I had to have loads of people help me but but once you're not getting out of that mindset like after you've been in the mindset of two years of oh I'm disabled getting out of that is a challenge in itself because it's then it then it's like well actually no I'm I'm able and it really is uh, you have to flip and your mind mm. entirely to like I can do everything I'm not stopped by anything mm. including my own mind and including my own injury mm-hmm. so I think that's quite interesting and yeah. people don't really talk about that um, no. they don't talk about getting stuck in the victimhood of, of what happens to you and your life and that applies to everything and to everyone really um, like having the loss of a parent or losing your job or any of those things it's so easy for us to lay blame to other people and not to take responsibility and mm. push forward which I love. I, I, I watched a video recently from um, from Will Smith, uh, actually, and, and it, I couldn't agree more with what you just said about it. It's a very brave decision to move away from I'm a victim because people will then agree with you, and, and that's almost it's, it can be it can be used as a mask to hide behind. Mm-hmm. But it's a very brave decision to flip that around and then put yourself out there and say, no, no, I'm able and I'm capable to do everything that everybody else can mm. and judge me on that not judge me on the fact that I've gone through something yeah. and, the, and the video that Will Smith um, uh, put out was the difference between fault and responsibility it might not be your fault that something's happened but it is your responsibility to do something about it so people sit on this fault side of things and say oh well this happened to me when I was a kid this, ha- this was the accident that happened to me I was diagnosed with that it's not my fault it's not my fault it's not my fault and that's what they then will, will then mm-hmm. hide behind because it's, it's, it's a much more comfortable space to be in but as soon as you change the mindset into okay cool let's happen let's compartmentalize that put mm-hmm. that in a box but then understand that the responsibility is 100% mine 100% that person's and then you then you think okay well I'm responsible for what happens next mm-hmm. I'm not responsible it's not my fault what happened before but it is my responsibility what happens next and then that's the mindset shift to you know where, what do you want to get out of life what, you know, what's your why why are you doing these sort of things um, and that can be across professional personal fitness and whichever area do you um, aspire to really have that in all aspects of your life 
Um, for for me, yeah. Like um, purpose. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very much so. I mean, I don't, I don't have much free time where I just relax. And I, and I think it, one of the things I, I was speaking about the other day on a um, on another podcast, and it's about this concept of balance and having some macro balance, micro imbalance, but just focusing on certain areas and trying to maximize them as much as possible. So, you know, being very imbalanced in certain spaces. So to 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 explain. If you're focused on, let's say, right now, work and running is pretty much my life. That's all I've got going on. Um, I really focus on that. But that's because I'm building up to a specific race, a specific event. So everything else is super imbalanced. I'm not seeing my friends. I'm not going out. I'm not socializing. I'm not doing many of the things that would be classified as a normal life. But then... Once that, once you've achieved in a certain area, you can then change that 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 imbalance into another space. So, if you look at it from a macro perspective, you're balanced. But if you look at it from a micro perspective, you're very imbalanced. Because if you're trying to do everything to a certain level, you just become you you reach average. Yeah. And you sit in the average space. But you you look at anybody that succeeded. Look at Elon Musk. Look at uh, Messi. Look at in, in any in any area. Those guys are completely imbalanced, yeah. right? So everyone's talking about oh, we've got to have balance. You've got to have balance. You've got to have balance. But but you don't have to have balance. You've just got to understand that That's it's all the imbalance. It's, 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 <laughs> but it's balanced against your against your goals. So mm-hmm. if you want to be someone like an Elon Musk, you can't have aspirations for that. But then also be going out on a Friday night with your friends. Yeah. So you know it's it's up to you what what, what balance looks like. But it's but, the same, I, I totally agree. I think it's the same with fitness. We get people in the gym talking about their diet, their training, their socializing their mm. their cakes that they have at work life's all about balance isn't it well if you stick with that mentality then your life is going to be average because the scales yeah. one side is the average of the other side and it's balanced a scales is the same it's just equal it doesn't change you mm. don't tip the balance you don't tip the weight to change yourself or to move towards any direction you just you just stay i i, I I'm, it's nice to hear someone else with that same mentality that as long as you're happy doing what you're doing. And that's it, 100%. And you, there's purpose behind it. Yeah. 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 I always find, though, when there's when there's a why, yeah. I don't actually need any motivation because yeah. I want to do that so yeah. much. And it's yeah. like it doesn't matter what that is. Like when, when it came to my accident, the only thing I wanted to do was walk. So I did everything in my power to make that happen, and I mm. did. So mm. I think... Yeah, when there's, there's a reason, there's yeah. no like, oh, you have to force yourself to do something. But, but you have to find the reason. You, Sorry. No, you do. And, and I think it's quite clear. It's, it's quite clear in life. You start to look around groups of friends and you can see who's aligned with their why, who's actually worked out you know, why they're doing certain things, where the motivation comes from. Um, because they're, 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 you think differently, you operate differently. It's the same thing, as you mentioned there, people will say, you know, how, how are you getting up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning every day and doing X, Y, and Z? No, it's, it's easy. Because you, you love it. Yeah, because you wake up and you're like, oh, look, it's, I say it's easy. That's a sli- it's slightly flippant, <laughs> but you, you open your eyes and you're like, oh, yeah. it's not easy. But like five minutes later, you're like, I know why I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not doing it because you're being told to or it's, you're making a decision to do it because of, you, know, you want to try and have aspirations to compete in whatever area that it is you're competing in. Is it, is it business? You're waking up to do more work because you want to succeed in that space. Is it because you know, you're going for a race? You, you know, you're trying to run a marathon. You want to hit a PB, whatever that might mean to you. Or it might be something you know, bigger than that. We might start talking about sort of charity and, and society and, and, and wider goals. But you know, once someone's actually identified what those are and how that, and as long as they've then mapped their actions against it, that's what you were saying a second ago. And 
lots of people will say A, B, and C because it's super easy to say that they want these things. So you're saying that you want to do this, but what are, what are you actually doing? So are, are you doing the are, opposite? Are your actions yeah. mapping against this? Yeah. So it's like oh, I, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Cool. Do a food diary. <laughs> And then I, I'm sure nine times out of ten, you look at that and you're like, chocolate, you don't want to lose weight. Yeah. Cream, you just chocolate. want to chill. Like yeah. you, want, you want an easy life. So, so don't come in and say you want to lose weight when, when it's clear that, that there's, there isn't a real desire there. Mm. It's just easy to talk about. Uh, that particular point that you were talking about really annoys me a lot. I feel like there's particularly a lot of people very close to me in my life, like my sisters, like, um, uh-oh. <laughs> Um, talk, yeah. talk, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And then it's never aligned. And I look at them and I'm like, I just want to like slap them and be like, like, wake up. Like just, if you don't, particularly with my, no, zip. Yeah, look, I, I, I do know what you're saying. I think for a lot of people, they want one thing, but they, they don't know what it is to, to really want it. Like, yeah. Or to have, like, hunger. Like, have some, like, oh. There's no fire there. Yeah. yeah. Because they haven't, and this is, a, this is something I talked about with a lot of people. They haven't hit rock bottom. You know, they just, they're a little well, bit out, they're a little bit Do you know what the problem is? Their rock bottom sucks. But that's like, you don't want to be there. That's a, that's a dark place. Like, when you, you, you talk about when you're on your, your marathon mm. and you're 60Ks in and it's just you. Like, you've got it. You, you've nobody else to help you. Like you have yeah. to get out of the rock bottom. Like for for a lot of people, um, that's where they go. I either sink or swim. Right now, I'm at the bottom. All right, this is the lowest I've ever been. Now, this is my fire, my fury. I've got no yeah. other choice but to Do you take know my, what my way out. What is wrong with us that we need rock bottom to motivate us to do something magical it's with our life lives? Life is too easy. It's human psychology. It is. Yeah, it's is exactly the rest of life is too easy. Like you can you can cruise through your your schooling, get average grades, go into a university, get average grades, get a job, and great. You work nine to five. You, you kind of you like the people you work with. You hang out. Uh, you, you dig into the chocolates. Before you know it, you're you're ten kilos overweight. But yeah. Your partner's there beside you. They're also digging into the sweets. There's no motivation to lose weight. There's no motivation to go to get up a half four. So is life's that the problem, that life's too easy these days? As long as people don't complain. <laughs> but I think that w- I agree with what you're saying, and I think uh, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be wealthy enough or financially free. Everybody wants to be in great shape and be able to you know, have longevity. In this I think that we say it. that. Exactly. Yeah. But they, they want it, but they they want it because it's, it's easy to say, I want to do this, but they don't want it enough once they realize the work that goes into yeah. that. So it's easy to, to put people on a pedestal, and those could be people that you know or people that are just known in society. It's easy to put them on a pedestal and be like, oh, I want to be like that person. But if you actually understood what it took for that person to get from where they started to where they are now, and it's very easy to say, oh, they were lucky because of this, or, oh, they were lucky because of that. But most successful people have gone through a lot of shit to get to where they are and then when people actually realize that like whoa, whoa, whoa I don't want it that much yeah. I don't want to put that much work yeah. in I mean I like the mm-hmm. idea but whoa you know so and that's and that's what it comes down to and it, and it goes back to your thing your point of you know if people had it too easy I mean in Dubai we, we live a, a a standard of life that's a lot higher than a lot of places and it's a very comfortable life here so you no, know, it's no, do you want to go out and do brunch on a Friday, or do yeah. you want to actually want to get up and put the extra hours in and sit in a coffee shop and you know and, and work because you want to get further in five years' time? It's those small decisions, um, and people think that there's there's some big life changing event that happens to, that takes you from non successful to successful in a, in a, in any area, and it's not like that. It's the small decisions every day, yeah. and those just mount up and mount up and mount up, and you look back to the last. 
thousand decisions that were made by that person and they're there and the thousand decisions that were made by that person and they're there but they think that there was some life-changing event or one lucky event that took that person from from where they started from to that pedestal that they've put that this person has perceived them to be on so it's 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 down to that yeah yeah i agree i mean people people want it but they also kind of want to stay home they kind of want to stay in bed. They well, kind of Netflix just is very luring. <laughs> <It really is. laughs> yeah. You probably yeah. don't watch Netflix. No, look, sometimes I do. Not too much. Not too much. Sure. Feet, you never watch it. After his 50k morning yeah, run. To be honest, that's, <laughs> that's actually, that's actually yeah. when I watch it. So Friday, Friday I did a, a long run and uh, I came back in. I was wrecked. And I just how long is a long run? Uh, it was 50k. Um, so I did the Al Qudra loop and then um, I came home. I just ordered food. I just sat on the sofa. Put the TV on. I was like, "This is cool." So lazy. Time. I was like, "Now it's so lazy." How like, could you waste your time? <laughs> yeah. I did like three hours. I just sat on Netflix. I was like, "This yeah. is brilliant." But that's um, what people do every day after work. They get home, bush, they're on the couch. But then they wonder five years down the line. They're like, "Oh wow, how is how is that person there?" And I'm, yeah. I'm here. It's like, well, you know, they, they've they've put what's the whole ten thousand hours conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and they've been grinding it. So it's um it's you know it's 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 choices and it's it's major choices like we spoke about earlier from going from victim to um to you know taking control but it's also those small choices that people are, are neglecting that should I do an extra hour today at work should I get up and run on a Friday morning mm. um it's 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 all of those and that that really differentiates over in in a year it won't make much difference over five years it really starts to make a difference over a lifetime when you look back on you know out of if you're looking back on alumni from university or school. And then you start to add up all those decisions over 20 years. It's, it's night and day difference. And, and that's why people are often in one space or another. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's just your mates over the course of 12 months, you don't see that. Yeah. Is that what your TED Talk was about? Um, so the TED Talk was about the, you know, the, the, the story of cancer coming back from that, the mindset changes, um, seeking adventure. Do you yeah. mind if I ask you, were you always like this before your uh, cancer were you like this motivated and this did you have this mindset or was that the definitive it's, change so to be to be very honest it was it was progressive it wasn't and I, I also think if I look back now I mean we, I think we change a lot over this period of our lives and what we choose to consume, how we choose to maybe enlighten ourselves by going down a certain path and, and then consuming as much content along that path. I think that's changed for me quite a lot over the last few years. Um, but it, that definitely changed my perception on what was actually important in my life and what wasn't. And that started the journey for me of saying, okay, what's actually important, what's not? And then I started to to learn more and more about mindset, understanding. I didn't get taught this by my parents. I love my parents to bits. But their mindset is not the same as my mindset. And I, you know, I have that conversation. It's an open conversation with my family. So I, like, I do believe that there's a general... Um, a general movement towards being more awoken around um, a lot of the things to do with um, mental capacity how you look at life how you deal with problems spirituality all these sort of things um, are becoming a lot more commonplace in, in terms of have that conversation about that wasn't like that when I was when I was a kid with with um, my upbringing and my parents so for me it was a lot a lot of like self-teaching um, books podcasts and that that type of thing and, and to be honest it's from from what we had a, a chat just before we started here it's exactly what you two are doing um, it's you know it's about uh, providing more platforms for people to, to learn and to, to educate themselves about mm. all of the things that, you know, that your previous guests have spoken about, what we're talking about today. Um, so for me, it was, a, it, it was progress. And then I'd say almost like the outputs from that are business. So you know, doing as much as I can with, with the company 
um, and growing that and, and building a, um, a team culture that, that I'm very proud of uh, because the culture we have within the business is, is very, very tight-knit and, and very very focused on the team rather than being focused on um, on, on profits and, and driving money from that. And, and that's that, that's shown in, in, in the growth that we have there. Um, and then on the fitness side and from my side, it's, it's, it's about you know, pushing boundaries as much as possible, as we said earlier, about doing the... Uh, the the ultra marathons and and just trying to go further and further and see where see where that takes me um and then from there it's it's about being able to share that message platforms like this speaking at schools um and that sort of thing and just hopefully trying to get through to a few people in terms of the journey that all of us go on mm-hmm. i think all of us have got a message i, I just I, I'm, I might be a bit more vocal about mine than <clears throat> than others but i've got no more of a message than than the next person it's just about understanding how best to communicate that and let me ask you, looking back now on the sort of the version of you that was nine, eight, seven years ago, keeping everything quiet, would you do it the same way? If um, you were, if you were to sit and talk to yourself now, back then, would you keep it quiet? Would you would you protect question. people around you? <laughs> um, it's a good <clears throat> it's a good question, I, and I haven't. Um, I'm thinking about it now. Actually, uh, would I do the same thing? I. In one way, I, say, I, I would say that I would. In one way, that I say I wouldn't. So that I'll, I'll say the, the way that I would is because I'm, I've got a lot more stronger mindset now than I did back then. Because you know, you, you know, you, the more you put yourself through that fire, the stronger you get. And for me, that's doing the ultras and, and putting yourself in a very, very difficult situation over and over again. And obviously, the stress of, of business and life, and you just become stronger, right? All of us do. So in that space, I would say yes. The reason I'm hesitant and, and maybe I, I, I would do it differently is because maybe I was more concerned previously about how people perceive me. And I think we all have insecurities that we go through over life. Now I don't have that. So now I would put myself aside and say, okay, well, if I can help somebody now, like I feel that I'm able to... With that story, I'm able to help somebody in one way or another. Maybe there's someone else going through cancer. Maybe there's someone else that's been diagnosed recently, and mm-hmm. they listen to what I've got to say, and they think, ah, okay, well, that guy's come through it, and that's how he's thinking. Maybe there's some nuggets that they can take, and it might help them. So if there's an iota of a, an opportunity that that might happen, then it's my responsibility to be able to share that. And let me tell you, it does. I, I know, like, when I was in a hospital, I used to watch... Have you ever heard of FM TV? It's not. a Food Matters TV. It was created by these two Australian couple. It's basically Netflix, but it's motivational and health-related. And I used to sit and just watch that. And the okay. second that my mind went into a really dark place, like, I would watch those things. Okay. It was all, like, self-help stuff. But I love that shit. Yeah, but it's, yeah it's and it helps. You, yeah, it's like it when really you pick does. a book up and you think it's written for you. Because yeah. it's just you've... It's yeah. It hit you, right? Yeah. So what what you're saying, even you talking now is making me want to like, okay, I can't, I got to pull my shit together. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. It does. It absolutely does. So you going out and saying all, telling your story to other people is affecting somebody in some way, even if it's just us two sitting here, but it is really. And I know that just from being on the other end of it and like, needing that and even now like when my mind goes into not as great place same thing mm. like podcasts books yeah, that's happy things yes like i'm back i'm here yeah. and it's it's so important and that's why it's it i i think it's great that the you know, the people that are really starting to shine through in society now are people like lewis house jay shetty 
you know, Prince EA, Gary Vaynerchuk, all these sort of people that have got such a positive message and that they're actually doing such good in the world. And those people, whereas you know, society's changed. You know, people are, are looking for that sort of content. Everyone's going through things. And I think it's becoming a lot more socially acceptable to understand that life can be difficult. Yeah. You are going to get knocked down at some point. It's okay to understand that sometimes you're going to be weak. Sometimes you're going to need some strength. Sometimes... You know, you need some help from people and, it, and it's okay to kind of drop that mask a little bit and, and show that and, and be vulnerable sometimes. Um, it's great that there's people that are now coming to the fore of, of sort of popular society that, that, are, that are communicating that message and, and how to kind of move through that. So as I said, I think it's, it's, it's everyone's responsibility gone through something and, then, and has, has um, moved into a space where they're able to communicate it and, and, and able to communicate a strong message to someone else. It's their responsibility, moral responsibility to then do that. Because they, you never know who's listening on the other end. You never know who's going to mm. listen to this podcast. It could be in five years' time and think, well, you know what? I'm actually going to do something different because I heard that piece of content. Whether mm. it's from me, yeah. whether it's from either of you two, whether it's from anybody else. So if you have the ability to do it, I really believe that you should. So going back to answer your question, then I would say that, yes, I probably would just because of that. So not necessarily for myself, but, yeah. but understanding that there, there's a message to be, to be sort of communicated there. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's really important. I mean, we, we spoke about it a lot. There's a lot of people with messages that uh, it just briefly go through. It just it just allows people who, who aren't going through the struggles to reframe. Oh shit, I need to I need to do what I need to do. But um, so when you came out and you told people nine years later, mm. what was the reaction then? I, it's a funny one because I I I said it on stage in the TED talk, and that was the first time I'd said it. So even the people in my that I'd done, I'd obviously run through the TED talk a few times um, with a few people, and I took that bit out. So even even my friends, that, even my friends, <laughs> even my friends that were there, that literally didn't even know what I was going to say, and they were like, "Whoa!" Um, some of my best friends, you know. So it was uh, there was that, and then I had to phone my parents. Um, so I phoned them the night before I did it, and I was like, "Look, I'm doing this TED talk tomorrow," and obviously the time frame ended up only coming out like a few months later. But I felt that. If I was going to say that to other people, I needed to tell them first. So I, f and I phoned my parents and I, and I explained it. And um, fortunately, my sister's a doctor. So I phoned her first. I took her through it. I told her everything, explained the process that I'd been through. Um, she asked me a bunch of questions. And then she was like, okay, then it's nine years. You, 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 know, you should be fine. Mm -hmm. um, so I think she then spoke to my mum on the side. And she's like, look, Tom's going to phone you. <laughs> but it's cool. Like, I mean, it's cool. Um, yeah. So by the time I then spoke to my mum, who was the main person that I was concerned about, um, her reaction. And, and that was, she was the main person. That I, I didn't put it out into the world because of her. Um, she had a, you know, enough to deal with. So, so yeah, it was, um, it was a bit muted from her, to be honest, because I think like my sister told her, and then she, we just haven't really discussed it too much. Um, mm. So I, I didn't know. I, maybe she didn't know how to process it. Yeah, um, and, then, and then, yeah, since then, it's, look, it's not a, a common topic of conversation, but it comes up in these sort of situations. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's so Tom, I want to know, what, do you, what advice do you have for people out there who are kind of like, ugh? Like mm. they want, they have these aspirations. Um, but again, like we were talking about, they're not actually putting any action behind it. How would you, what advice would you give them to help them find that fire and that motivation? Sure. Look, I think there's two sides to it. it it's very easy to be easy on yourself. Um, so if, it's every, if everything's about, about you as an individual, then you're much more likely to say, give yourself a break. Oh, okay, I don't need to do that. It's just me that I'm letting down. And you'll let yourself down quite easily and quite often. 
if you change your mindset in terms of I'm doing this because of somebody else, and I'm not saying in terms of you, no, you need to have internal motivation, but let's say you feel by doing this, whatever this is to you, uh, you're running a marathon, which might then motivate your family to change their eating habits, or whatever, whatever it is, however you need to frame it in your, in your mind to say that, right, I need to do this because um, it's going to help other people. And as soon as you, you, you make that switch, then you'll start to think, ah, I need to get up because I'm doing this for other people. It's bigger than me. And it has to be bigger than you. So whether that be, you know, in my space now, you know, I, I do things for, for my family and trying to make my family proud of, of who I am and what I do. I've got a, you know, a team of people I work very closely with. I want to motivate them to be able to do more. And it's incredible to see, you know, some of, some of the guys in the office, like guys, you know, some of the developers that have never had a background in any fitness, and now they're like, I've just signed up to my 10K because I watched you do what you did on the weekend. And I'm just like blown away. And I, these guys have never gone for a jog before. That's and amazing. That, you know, now, you know, it's the butterfly effect. It's, it's small things mm. like that. And then you start to think, and, and, and what you'll find over time, if you keep doing this, you'll keep having these individual conversations, and you start to realize, okay, hold on a second bit by bit small moment by small moment i am actually having an impact here and that's not just me that's and anybody can do this it could be within your family for example if you if you're trying to break out of a, a bad cycle you, you mentioned earlier about you might be in a, a in a relationship and both of you have poor eating habits and not exercising properly and you start to think i can change this for both of us if i actually change my mindset and my behaviors if i just talk to my partner about it nothing's going to happen but if i actually change the way I am and maybe we want to have kids and I want them to be fit and then you start to build this whole story about how it's bigger than you then it's quite easy to get up in the morning and do what you need to do but if you're just all about you and you're like it's just about what you look like in the mirror let's say yeah. um, then it's very easy to be relaxed on yourself But mm. so it's about sort of getting outside of that and creating that whole backstory as to why you want to um, do something whether it be in, you know, in the work we used fitness as an example here yeah. but the same thing can happen in the workspace and, and changing your your family's finances or you know, whatever it is that, that, that's bigger than just you that's very interesting because the two things you're talking about there you're talking about a doing the thing and then you're also talking about talking about it and sharing it and telling people about it because there's a lot of introverts who will go out at 6 a.m and they'll go for a run they'll wrap it up and they're just banged out 20k yeah. they won't tell anybody yeah how often do you turn around and find this person that you've been speaking to is a champion whatever yeah and they're just such a quiet person they don't talk about it that they don't have a social media following yeah. they don't have any platforms they're just in themselves doing it and then you realize whoa this is this is this person did you know that person yeah. did the thing that yeah. i didn't know that yeah like yeah. did you know tom had cancer no i didn't know because he didn't talk about it for nine years mm. <laughs> do you know like yeah like it's a it's a it's a it's a potential that maybe the people who are doing these things aren't maximizing Mm. Do you know? I, I I believe that. I think um, I think everyone's on their own journey, and everyone does things for for different reasons. Um, those people might be motivating the people that are just closest to them that, that that know that, but don't feel the need to put it out there in terms of creating videos around that, or you know, putting it out on social media and the like. So, you know, people people are on different journeys for different reasons. Um, I enjoy documenting what I do because of the feedback that I get, and I know that you no, know, I'll have a conversation at midnight with some guy in a different country and this has happened countless times and you're like I've the guy I'll just watch this you know let's say one of the um in the agency we do a, a just create which is a like a, a fly on the wall vlog type documentary we did about 20 30 episodes of it pre-summer and 
there'll be all sorts of different content and moving across into the work conversation now, different content in there about how we built the agency and the stuff we do and some meetings and this sort of thing. And I, no, I, I sat in bed one evening. I was just about to turn my phone off. And I saw a LinkedIn message come in. And I was like, oh. So I opened it. And this guy gave me this whole life story. You know, he'd left his job. He'd, he was traveling. And he was a bit lost. And I looked at this and I was like, oh, this guy really needs to talk. So I got into a conversation with him and ended up, it was like 1.30 in the morning. And I had shit to do the next day. And I was sat there with this guy, like just talking him through this whole thing, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And then fast forward like 18 months, I come into contact with this guy through a whole, through a completely different space work-wise. And he was like, that conversation that we had and we were really built. And he said, like, I, I started thinking differently. I made this decision. I made this decision. And you start to realize that, hold on a second, by putting this out there, it's not just about, it's not an ego thing. It's not about you. You're putting stuff out into the world that's spreading a positive message that people are picking up and actually changing their lives in a way. And it might just be a small decision, but they, you know, their, their path will be that, that a little bit more positive because you're willing to put yourself out there and be judged. And that's often why a lot of people don't do it. It's because yeah. you know, that first video, no matter who you are, that first time you get on stage, no it's matter scary. who you are, the yeah. first podcast that you guys put out and, and press post, uh, it's scary because yeah. you're like, this is me and you can judge me. Especially yeah. when there's a scorecard on the bottom where it says yeah, exactly. this Likes. many people liked it, <laughs> yeah. this many people saw it, yeah. which means that many people chose not to like it. Yeah, so, that's it. I don't judge people for not doing that. I mean, I know why I'm doing it. And so if somebody wants to say, you know, whatever, and, and they have a negative perspective because, oh, you want to put this out because you want to be seen as that. Oh, cool. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Like, I also know what the conversations I'm having with other people on the background. And I know that that's super pos- positive. And I know what my intention is. Um, some people, you know, they, they come from a different perspective. But, you know, as long as, as long as everyone's putting a positive message out, then I don't think you can knock them. It's very easy to knock people online, though, isn't it? It's super easy. Yeah. It's so easy. the keyboard warriors, it's very easy. I mean, like, you know, as you sell yourselves, any content creator is putting themselves, they're putting their heart and soul into the stuff. I mean, look, it's after hours. You know, it'd be easier to be sat at home watching TV right now, right? But yeah. you know, we're here, we're doing this. And mm-hmm. you know, everyone's putting their heart and soul into creating content. When you put it out there, you know, it's, it's raw, you're being judged. And as you said, it's very easy for someone to sit behind a keyboard and be like, Oh, you're just doing this. You so, you suck. Know, what is that? Yeah. No, this is rubbish. Yeah. And like, cool. Like, send me a podcast. Oh no, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. do one. Send me a video. No, I've never shot one. So it's like, cool. Well, you know, come and just come and join us. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's go through this process together. You know. So yeah. it's um, yeah. You know that it is what it is. But uh, yeah. So what's next for you then? What are, what you what you're training now for an ultra? Yeah. So I've got um uh, about three weeks until that's the biggest race that I will have done. So it's 137k across um, Jebel Akhtar in Oman, so across the mountain range. Jebel Akhtar, you going up to the top? Yeah, you go f- straight over. Running? Straight over. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, this mountain is like this. Yeah. Have, you, have you been there? <coughs> this, yep. is pure, this is pure <laughs> rocks and cliffs. Like the, like you yeah, have, you're not allowed up the, up the hill in a non-four-wheel drive. The wow. roads are so steep. Yeah, it's, it, it's brutal. About 100, so the topography of the, of the race, um, at 120 kilometers is your second uh, like bag drop. So kind of rest stop. And then it goes up 1,100 meters within 3K. So mm. basically you stop at the bottom of the valley yeah. and you've got over a kilometer straight up and you've got 120K in your legs. So that's going to be the point where I go, yeah, my back's against the wall. What yeah. decisions are you going to make? So that's the, in a weird way, I'm kind of looking forward to being there and being like, this is what all the prep's been about. The decision I make. It's 3K this way. As no, the no, so so, one, so 1. 1.5K up. Yeah. 
in a 3k so it's basically it's, it's just showing how steep that is right yeah um so it, it's it's yeah cra okay, it's, cra it's crazy and the road goes like this yeah so it's brutal and you're just what your trainers so, yeah i mean in context over over the 137k it's 7800 meters of elevation um so bear in mind that's a co only it's a thousand meters less than everest um that you're that you're doing over the course of the it'll be about 25 to 30 hours are you doing this by yourself um, there's one other friend doing it, but we're not, it's not like we're doing it as a team. So, you know, in that sort of thing, everybody's doing it by themselves. because it's Unsupported? <laughs> uh, no, it's a race. So there's, there's, um, uh, there's water stops along the way, and, yeah, it's a proper race. So it, it's part of a bigger um, – so the UTMB, the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc, is the, um, the overarching – what do we call it? Uh, like Ironman is for the, that distance of triathlon, right? So the UTMB is the world body of, of trail running. Um, they have the what they call it's not a World Cup. They have it like a World Series. So, the 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 biggest races in trail running in the world, all the world's greatest runners, come to Chamonix at the end of August and do the UTMB week. And there's four different races, four or five different races throughout that week. Now, to get into that competition, you have to have a certain number of points from a certain number of races. So you have to have done something of this level to even get into the ballot to even get okay. potentially into that race. So I'm doing this race now. To it'll give me enough points. Um, based on the other ones that I already have. Um, this puts me over the edge to be able to apply. So then in December, I can apply to try and get into the, the big race in Chamonix. And how um, many people are in that big race? It's about 3,000. Um, but it's over... So how many applicants do they get? Yeah, it's oversubscribed for like years in a, in, in, in a row. So. Oh, wow. so if you do it now this season, you'll go into the ballot for what year? So I'll, get, I'll go into the ballot for this year. Okay. But more often than not, you normally get in on your second or third try. However, because um, the UTMB is a body, this is their first race. The one in Oman is their first race that they've ever done outside of Europe. So it, and because it's being controlled by them, they're giving a lot more, uh, quite a few benefits for people to actually, because it's obviously the rest of the from, from this region. Yeah, yeah. So, so, right. so what's actually happening is that you get X number of points, but you also get to leapfrog one year in, okay. that, in that ballot process. So I'm really hoping because of that, that I'll be able to get in this year. So then, then Chamonix in August would be racing against the best in the world. And how long is this run going to take you time-wise? I'm thinking 25 <laughs> to 30 hours, something like that. And you do that straight? Yeah. Wow. And there's no sleeping? No sleeping, no. no. There's not even, there's barely stopping. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so it's, it's How are you preparing for that? 50k here? Like, just don't yeah. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just stay up all night. I um, know, yeah, we ran past each other one morning, but I, I was like 10k or something. I was yeah. wiping out. That was down at the track, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so it's, it's a mixture of stuff. I work with the guys from Inner Fight, and um, uh, there's a guy called uh, Tom Walker that runs Inner Fight Endurance. He's my coach, so he does all my programming for me. Um, but basically, you, it's a lot of – it's it's – during the week, it's a variety of sprint work, uh, different tempo runs, and on the long, and on the long stuff is on the weekend. So, um, weekend before last, we did 100k straight through, um, and that was in up in Russell Kamer and Shoka. It's basically to the top of a mountain and back down 12 kilometers. And we just did that from 6:30 in the evening through till I think I finished about 11:30 the following late morning. Um, so that was 17 and a half hours. Oh my gosh! Um, so yeah, and then 50k on the Friday, and then I got 70k on. This Friday, doing 70k on Friday. That's a race, though, so it should be fun. Where's that one? What, what's um, that? That's Wadi B. Oh, the you're, one going, the, you're going straight, yeah. Yeah, the one in Hatta. So, um, so we're going to do that, do that one. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's I've it. got nothing to say about that. <laughs> that's like a hundred k's. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a long time. Oh my god! It is a long time. Like, no, it's amazing. Like, well, really proud of you. Time. Thank you. It was the first time I'd done that distance, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting.
everything was fine until I got to that one point well on that last loop so I got to 80k I came into the water stop at the top just to just to put water in the in the vest again and that was as I came in it's it's weird all sorts of strange things happen to your hallucinations yeah you, you, you start yeah. you I mean I, I wasn't at that point but that's a common occurrence when mm. you start to go over 100k as you start hallucinating rocks you, you swear a rock is a dog and, <laughs> and it talks to you and then you realize it's a dog um so if you listen to some of the podcasts that come out of um chamonix after that race and i mean because they're hammering it as well it's a, the race that i'm going for is 100k that's what i'm trying to get into but these guys it's not 100k to complete it's 100k to compete so they're hammering themselves yeah um they're doing the sort of like you know not far off for the pace that you and i might jog a, a 20k run in these guys are doing 100k. it's like do you know what i can imagine you know when you watch so as a layman runner you mm. watch the marathon runners and yeah. you're like they're sprinting yeah <laughs> they're they're really sprinting. Yeah, they're really I mean, like I've guys. heard that on the running machines they're at like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> if you do the yeah. if you do the Dubai marathon, you run in a straight line down a road all the way for half the race, then you do a U turn and you come back. So twenty sixteen when I did it, like just plodding along, looking around, you know, um, there's my time, whatever. And then you see the the, the group yeah. of guys coming the other way, and it they are sprinting. Like there's motorbikes, you can hear the engine of the motorbikes roaring. Yeah. As they're just on the other side of the of the rail, flying past you the other way, like they're going so fast. The the average speed. So the um, uh, Haile Gabriel Selassie, who I'm not sure if you know, he doesn't have the world um, record anymore, but he used to. Um, Adidas runner uh, from Ethiopia. Yeah, Ethiopia? possibly. Yeah, yeah. Kenya, one of those. I think. Yeah, one one in, in that area. He um, his average speed for his world record on the treadmill, and I think. It's 16.5 or 16.8 or something like that. So I think when you've been on a treadmill, to put it into context for yeah. everybody else. Yeah, like I walk on six. Yeah, <laughs> so you put it up. Mental. Yeah, but from the story you told me earlier, it's incredible that you're doing that. So. I know. I love my feet. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get there. You're, you've, got, no, you've got the goals that Tom's been setting, so you're going to have to I know Tom motivated me even more. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to have a quiet think now and set yourself some big targets. Yeah. 137K up at 1.3. Well, do you know, this is one of the reasons why I love like meeting people like this because every time I sit down with somebody else I'm like that's it like yeah. so you've just given me that again good, good. so Perfect. watch this space we'll come back in a year we'll see where Caroline's <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> um, well Tom thanks for coming in to speak to us where can people follow you online and follow your journey thanks a lot um, look Instagram is the most responsive place um, I'm responsive to all the messages through there so the Instagram handle is at Tom Otten O-T-T-O-N uh, yeah that's it that's where the journey is cool. so see, what, see how Tom does yeah, yeah. Bye-bye.